Welcome everybody to Football Talk with Freddie, the number one podcast for football. Today it's a November third, third. Really nice Tuesday outside. It's sunny, at least here in uh, Starkville, Mississippi. Don't know what it, what the weather is for you guys, but hopefully it's nice, just like it is here. Not too cold. Not too windy. Hopefully no rain, unless you like rain. But, yeah. Yeah, so today I'm going to be recapping all the Week 8 games. Games, we had some pretty good games. Games uh, from... And some upsets. Sets. Some surprises. And some more injury updates, unfortunately. So so I'm just going to recap the games. First, and then if we have time, I will talk about some of the big stories going on in the NFL and college. College, I think I forgot to do that last week, or, or not last week, yesterday. So let's get to it. So the first game we're going to recap is the Atlanta Falcons taking on the Carolina Panthers. The Falcons won on Thursday Night Football. The Falcons won the game 25-17. to Team, They were able to hold on to a lead. Lead. It came close. Carolina was driving, but Teddy Bridgewater threw an interception, and they and the Falcons finished the game. Game. They ever since firing Dan Quinn, which happened. Did it happen after the Panthers game? When, what? When was Dan Quinn fired? Hold on. Dan Quinn was fired on October 11th, okay, and and then, let's see, okay, the Panthers game, what day did this happen? October 11th, okay, so, so the Falcons are 2-1. and one. Ever since firing Dan Quinn, so maybe they, maybe they can turn things around. They still have a long. If they want to go to the playoffs, it's playoffs. Uh, they're really gonna ha- they're gonna have to like win out probably, maybe afford one loss. You never know. No, I have seen an eight and eighteen make it before, but it. Let me let me see the NFC right now. So okay, so one, two, three. Uh, gotta include the Eagles four. Five, six, seven. Okay, so they're three games behind. Three games behind, which is a lot. Doesn't sound like a lot, but it really is. Is and considering, yeah, you know, there's other teams ahead of them. Them though, they do have an advantage. They beat the Vikings, which they can get above. They tied with the Panthers, Lions. Did, I think they lost to. Did they?
Yeah, they lost the Lions. Lions at that, that, so that doesn't help them at all. But yeah, I, 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 I wouldn't count on it. Technically, no NFL team has officially been eliminated, but we'll probably start seeing that in the next two weeks. If if the Bills can get over, if the Bills can get over eight wins, then then the Jets are eliminated. Are no, well, they're eliminated from winning the AFC East. Actually, if, I know. Never mind. Okay. So, yeah. So if the Jets lose two more games, then they and the Bills win two more games, they are. Technically eliminated. So, but yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. Here, hold on. Let me recap the games. That's what I'm here to do. So, so for the Falcons and Panthers, Panthers. As I was saying, the Panthers, or the Falcons, had the lead the whole game. The Panthers tried coming back. Back. But they weren't they weren't able to score a touchdown in the whole second quarter. Or I mean, I mean, our second half. My bad. And and they 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 just couldn't win. They fall to three and five. The Falcons are two and six. Matt Ryan was all right. He was twenty one of thirty, two hundred eighty one yards through an interception. Took two sacks. Teddy Bridgewater, eh, not not the best. Fifteen to twenty three, one hundred seventy six yards, one touchdown, one pick. Took three sacks. Mike Davis had thirteen carries for sixty six yards. Curtis Samuel three carries for twenty three yards and a touchdown. Todd Gurley eighteen carries for forty six yards and Matt Ryan six carries for twenty seven yards and a touchdown. Not bad. Julio Jones seven receptions for one hundred thirty seven yards. Yards, leading receiver was DJ Moore with two receptions for 55 yards, and then Curtis Samuel had four receptions for 31 yards and a touchdown. Had a really good day. Day leading tackler for the Falcons was Keanu Neal. Uh, Deion Jones had six tackles and two tackles for loss and a sack. Jeremy Chin leading tackler for the Panthers. Panthers, uh, bl- bloody. Bloody Ray Wilson. I I haven't, I haven't heard of him. He was a third round pick from Tennessee in twenty thirteen from UConn. Haven't haven't heard about him before. He got an interception. Dante Jackson had a interception for the Panthers. And Falcons have uh, an young young Hoku or young Waku it's young Waku he was four for four he had 37 yard field goal was one for two on extra points Joey Sly Slay uh, was one for one made a 39 yard field goal Falcons punted it once Panthers punted it twice and the Falcons won the game uh, next next game we got the Bills versus the Patriots it's uh, 
Bills won this game, and that's all that matters. Wasn't the best. Cam Newton was 15 to 25 for 174 yards and two interceptions, and or two had, and took two sacks. Josh Allen 11 of 18, 154 yards and one interception, and threw a sack. The wind, the wind in this game had a big factor. Factor if you if you saw the wind from the Raiders game, like when that player kicked the field goal, it was it, or when the Raiders kicker kicked it. Uh, it was there was, it was there was similar wind in Buffalo, a little bit, not as bad, but still wasn't good and had an impact. Like Josh Allen has some of the strongest arms in the NFL. Ball ball was even affected. Uh, Damian Harris had a big day, sixteen carries for one hundred two yards and a touchdown. Cam Newton nine carries for fifty four yards and a touchdown. Devin Singletary was the leading rusher with 14 carries for 86 yards. And then Zach Moss, the rookie from Utah, 14 carries for 81 yards and two touchdowns. And then Josh Allen, 10 carries for 23 yards and a touchdown. Stephon Diggs, leading receiver with six receptions for 92 yards. Yards, leading receiver for the Patriots, Jacoby Myers with six receptions for 58 yards. Cam Newton fumbled it and lost it and was recovered by D. Marlowe near the end of the game. Patriots. We're in field goal range. They were trying to get a touchdown late, though, and Cam Newton ended up fumbling it. Jordan Poyer has 11 tackle, was the lean tackler for the Bills. Bills and Devin McCourty, Jonathan Jones were the lean tacklers for the, for the Patriots with six tackles. McCourty had one tackle for loss. Lost J.C. Jackson's had an interception. Nick Folk was two for two, made a 43-yard field goal. Tyler Bass, one for one, made a 28-yard field goal and three for three on extra points. Patriots punted it four times. Bills punted it three times. Bills move on to six and two. Close game, and it's a rivalry game, but the Bills beat the Patriots, and they haven't done that a lot, a lot during the Bill Belichick era. So, and this was their first win in Buffalo versus the Patriots since 2011. I remember that game just like it was yesterday. Patriots had a, I think, like a 21-point lead. Bills were able to come back. Brady threw, like, four picks, I think. And, yeah. No, that was probably one of the most memorable games I have as a Bills fan. And truly, truly, that is. Uh, next game, we got the Bengals versus the Titans. The Bengals can't. Uh, with with the upset, they won thirty-one to twenty. Joe Burrow had a pretty good day, twenty-six of thirty-seven, had two hundred forty-nine yards and two touchdowns. Downs, and was not sacked at all. I'm pretty. I think this might be the first game he was he wasn't sacked at all. Ryan Tannehill, 18 of 30, 233 yards, two touchdowns, one interception, and one sack. Derrick Henry, 18 carries for 112 yards and a touchdown. Giovanni Bernard, 15 carries for 62 yards. Samaje Perine, 
10 carries for 32 yards and a touchdown. T. Higgins leading receiving for the Bengals with six receptions for 78 yards. Tyler Boyd, six receptions for 67 yards and a touchdown. And then Giovanni Bernard, three receptions for 16 yards and a touchdown. Leading receiver for the Titans was Corey Davis with eight receptions for 128 yards. He had, And then he also had a touchdown. And then A.J. Brown, four receptions for 24 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Billy Price fumbled. How does Billy Price fumble it? Did, like, was on the snack? Like, he's a, he's a, he's the center or guard. Yeah, or he's, yeah, he's the center. So I have no idea how he fumbled it. He, says a fumble by him recovered by Joe Burrow. So it must have been a bad snap or something. And they count that on the center. Never never seen that before. Or maybe that's what it they've always done and I just haven't noticed it, but interesting. Jayon Brown, twelve tackles for the Titans. The Titans they did not have a single sack. Lean tackler for the Bengals was Jesse Bates with two pass deflections and eleven tackles. So Jesse Bates also had an interception. Uh, Randy Bullock one for one made a thirty-three yard field goal, four for four on extra points. Steven Guskowski had a bad rough day, missed a field goal, and was two for two on extra points. Bengals punted it three times, two times inside the twenty. Titans punted it one. Two times with one inside the 20. Next game, we got the Raiders versus the Browns. Raiders got the upset. This game, teams were both struggled passing. And you can see, you can definitely notice it. Derek Carr, 15 of 24 for 111 yards and one touchdown. Took two sacks. Baker Mayfield, 12 of 25 for 122 yards. Josh Jacobs ran the ball 31 times and had 129 yards. Yards, Kareem Hunt, Liam Rusher for the Browns, 14 carries for 66 yards. Jar- Jarvis Landry, leading receiver with four receptions for 52 yards. Leading receiver for the Raiders, five rece- uh, Dan Waller with five receptions for 27 yards and yards. And then Hunter Renfro had four receptions for 26 yards and a touchdown. Harrison Bryant, Fumbled it and lost it. Derek Carr fumbled it. Did uh, Lane Tackler for the Raiders? Uh, there was a three-way tie between Nevin Lawson, Nick Kiewatakowski. I'm probably say, saying that wrong. And Corey Littleton. Ten, all three had five tackles, and then Lawson had one pass deflection. Shin, they did not get a sack. Sack uh, for the Raiders, or I mean Browns. Lean tackler was Ronnie Harrison Jr. with 10 tackles and one pass deflections. Oliver, Olivier Vernon had four tackles, two sacks, two tackles for loss, and two quarterback hits. Hits. Uh, Cody Parkey, two for three, made a 41 yard field goal. Daniel Carlson, three or four, made a 33 yard field goal. Though that one miss is not on him, and I'm assuming the same was probably for Cody Parkey. It it's it's very hard to kick in that wind. So. So yeah, uh, Raiders punted it one time. Browns punted it twice. 
Raiders uh, moved to four and three, I believe, and the Browns five moved to five and three. Colts. Next game, we got the Colts versus the Lions. Colts won twenty-four or forty-one to twenty-one. One uh, Lions took an early lead in the first quarter, but Colts scored twenty points in the second, and then twenty-one points in the fourth to win the game. Phil Rivers, pretty good day. Day was 23 of 33, 262 yards and three touchdowns. Took two sacks. Matthew Stafford, 24 of 42, 336 yards, three touchdowns, one interception, but sacked five times. Uh, Liam Rusher was Jordan Wilkins with 20 carries for 89 yards and a touchdown. I, I swear, swear the Colts. Every week they have a different running back. One week Hines is getting all the spotlight. Another week it's Taylor. Another week it was Marla Mack, and then this week it's Wilkins. Like, like every week, I don't know if if they just have four good running backs, or if they're just trying to find the right guy. I don't know. Uh, Lions thirdly. Rusher was Jamal Agnew with one carry for 11 yards. Matthew Stafford, one carry for 10 yards. They, they ran the ball 13 times. Marvin Hall was the leading receiver with four receptions for 113 yards. Marvin Jones had three receptions for 39 yards and two touchdowns. And on Johnson, two receptions for 15 yards and a touchdown. Hines had three receptions for 54 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, or Jack Doyle, two receptions for 18 yards and a touchdown. Down. Uh, the Lions fumbled it three times, lost one of them. A lean tackler was uh, Darius Leonard with nine tackles, a sack, and a tackle for loss. Bobby Okurke had seven tackles and two tackles for loss. Uh, Taekwon Lewis, three tackles, two sacks, and two tackles for loss, two quarterback hits, and a pass deflection. Kenny Moore, two pass deflections, uh, three, three tackles, and a pick six. Uh, uh, Danico Autry had t- two tackles, two sacks, two quarterback hits, and two tackles for loss. The lead tackler for the Lions was uh, it was a tie between uh, Tracy Walker and Jamie Collins Sr., Jamie Collins had two tackles for loss and 11 tackles total. Tracy Walker, 11 tackles. Um, that's about it. Hit Matt Prater missed a field goal and was 3 for 3 on extra points. Rodrigo Blankenship, 3 for 5 on extra points. Don't know what was going on there. And the Lions playing in a, in a dome, so... I don't know. He might. I don't know if he had an injury or if he just shanked it. Who, who knows? Or maybe it was blocked. I didn't watch this game, so maybe it was blocked. I. I could be wrong about that. Uh, Lions punted it five times. Colts punted it four times. Colts move on to uh, six and five and three, right? Five and two. Lions three and four. Vi- next game we got another upset: Vikings versus the Packers. Vikings won the game. Game uh, twenty-eight to twenty-two. Kirk Cousins threw the ball fourteen times. T- 
touchdowns. He had 11 carries for 14 yards. Or, or not 11 carries, 11 completions for 14. Yeah, he was 11 for 14, 160 yards, and one touchdown was sacked one time. Aaron Rodgers, 27 of 41, 291 yards and three touchdowns, took a sack. Leading rusher was Jamal Williams, with 16 carries for 75 yards. Dalvin Cook had a day, 30 carries for 163 yards and three touchdowns. That's that should be that might be the Vikings game plan for the future. Keep the ball out of Kirk Cousins' hands because he's not having the best year. Dalvin Cook was the leading receiver with two receptions for 63 yards and a touchdown as well. Leading receiver for the Packers was Robert Tonian with set five receptions for 79 yards, and then Devontae Adams, seven receptions for 53 yards and three touchdowns. Aaron Rodgers fumbled it. Uh, Eric Kendricks was the leading tackler for the Vikings. Kings' uh, leading tackler was Adrian Amos with seven tackles and one tackle for loss. Lost. Uh, Mason Crosby, two for two on extra points. Dan Bailey, four for four on extra points. Packers punted one time. Vikings punted three times. So Vikings must have been wasting clock or something. So uh, next game, uh, there's not much to talk about here. Uh, the Jets got crushed by the Chiefs, thirty-five to nine. It was expected to be like this. Uh, the Sam Darnold was eighteen of thirty for one hundred thirty-three yards. Yards with the and then he was sacked one time, zero touchdowns and zero interceptions. Chiefs had three different players throw the ball. Tommy Town said he was one for one for thirteen yards. Chad Henney three or four for seventeen yards. Pat Mahomes thirty one and forty two for four hundred sixteen yards and five touchdowns. Was not sacked at all. Clyde Edwards Hilaire didn't do a lot. Then again, he didn't have to. He had six carries for twenty one yards. Your leading rusher for the Jets was Frank the Tank. Frank Gore, 30 yards, 10 carries for 30 yards. Leading receiver for the Jets was Denzel Mims with two receptions for 42 yards. Leading receiver for the Foul or Chiefs was none other than Travis Kelsey with eight receptions for 109 yards. Travis Kelsey had four receptions for 98 yards and two touchdowns. McCall Hardman, seven receptions for 96 yards and a touchdown. And then Demarcus Robinson, four receptions for 63 yards and a touchdown. Downs, Chad Henney fumbled it. Le'Veon fumbled it. Chris Herndon fumbled it. Lane tackler was Avery Williamson, who was then traded to the Steelers after this game. Game. Uh, uh, Daniel Sorensen was the lane tackler for the Chiefs with nine. Nine. Uh... Harrison Bucker, 5 for 5 on extra points. Sergio Castillo, 3 for 4, made a 55-yard field goal. Goal. Uh, Jets punted it 5 times. Chiefs punted it 3 times. Jets, Chiefs are, go to 6-1, and one, I believe. Right? Or 5-1 five, five and one or 6-1? and 7-1, and one, actually. Okay. Uh, ne- next, the Rams... Versus the Dolphins. The Dolphins won 28-17. to 17. Teen. Teen. 
Dolphins. Dolphins scored a touchdown in the first, had 23 points in the second, and was able to control the rest of the game. Tua, Tua didn't do a, a whole lot in this game. He had 12, he was 12 of 22 for 93 yards and a touchdown, and he was sacked one time. Time it, it was his first game. He was going against. So wait, so how they? Okay, one touchdown. So there had to be in pick sixes. Okay. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll have to look at it. Uh, so Tua didn't do a whole lot. He got the win, though, and a big one for the Dolphins. So I guess there's not much to complain. It was his first game, and he was also going against the Rams defense, who's normally pretty good. And they got a pretty fierce offensive line. Though he did fumble it on his uh, first play of the game. I did see that. Jared Goff, 31-5 for 61. He threw, he threw it 61 times. That's when you know it, it's bad. When uh, Jared Goff's having to throw it 61 times. He was... He had 355 yards, a touchdown, and two interceptions. And he was sacked twice. Leading running back, leading uh, leading rusher was Darnell Henderson with eight carries for 47 yards. Then Robert Woods, two carries for nine yards and a touchdown. Leading receiver was Cooper Cup with 11 receptions for 110 yards. And then Robert Woods, seven receptions for 85 yards and a touchdown. Downs, uh, Jared Goff had two fumbles. So he had four turnovers for the day. Not good at all. Uh, Lane receiver for the Dolphins was Durham Smith with two receptions for 16 yards. Uh, Devontae Parker, one reception for three yards and a touchdown. Down. Uh, Miles Gaskin and Tua both had a fumble. Uh, Jerome Baker was the leading tackler for the Dolphins with 12 tackles. Eric Rowe had had seven tackles and five pass deflections. Jerome Baker also had two pass deflections and a quarterback hit. Hit. Uh, leading tackler was Micah Kaiser with six tackles. Aaron Donald had four tackles, one sack, one tackle for loss. Lost Christian Wilkins and Eric Rowe both had an interception. So, oh, so they weren't pick sixes. Were they like fumble six or was there a kick return? Okay, oh, okay, that was a punt return. Turn, uh, Jakeem Grant had one punt return for 88 yards and a touchdown. So, and then the other one, I think it was like a fumble six. And then Matt Hack for the Dolphins punted it nine times. Johnny Hecker six times. Not so they scored two touchdowns on offense. Had a punt return. And yeah. Rams defense wasn't wasn't that bad. But but yeah, their offense couldn't do it a lot. 
So, but a big win for the Dolphins. And as I said, and as I and I said this last year, don't sleep on the Dolphins. Uh, next game we got the Steelers versus the Ravens. Steelers won the game twenty-eight to twenty-four. Four. Uh, Ravens had the game early, but Steelers had a strong second half and was able to win the game. Big Ben was twenty-one to thirty-two for. 182 yards and two touchdowns was sacked twice. Lamar Jackson did not have a good day. 13 carries for 28 yards. I mean, 13. He was 13 of 28 for 208 yards. Two touchdowns, but two sacks and four, or two interceptions and then sacked four times. J.K. Dobbins had a great day. The rookie from Ohio State had 15 carries for 113 yards. Gus Edwards, 16 carries for 87 yards and a touchdown. And Lamar Jackson, 16 carries for 65 yards. Uh, James Conner had 15 carries for 47 yards and a touchdown. Juju Smith-Schuster was the leading receiver with seven receptions for 67 yards. Chase Cloway-Poole, five receptions for 42 yards and a touchdown. Eric Ebron, four receptions for 48 yards and a touchdown. Willie Sneed, five receptions for 106 yards. Miles Boykin, two receptions for 20 yards and a touchdown. And then... Hollywood Brown, one reception for three yards and a touchdown. Lamar Jackson had three fumbles and lost two of them. They should probably take away uh, that uh, that X factor from Lamar Jackson now where you can't fumble it at all because <laughs> he's been fumbling. I'm obviously joking. Uh, don't get mad at me, Ravens fans. I'm just jo- messing with y'all. Uh, Chase Claypool fumbled it. Big Ben fumbled it. Marquise Bouncy fumbled it. And Mark Andrews fumbled it as well. The leading tackler for the Ravens was Deshaun Elliott with seven tackles, half a sack, half a tackle for loss, and a quarterback hit. Hit Jason Ferguson had two tackles for loss, two quarterback hits, and two tackles and a sack. Sack leading tackler for Steelers was Robert Spillane with two pass deflections, a tackle for loss, 11 touchdowns, and a pick six as well. Stephon Tewitt had nine tackles, Three tackles for loss, three quarterback hits, and two sacks. TJ Watt had five hits on the quarterback, one sack, and five tackles total. Uh, Jay Jalen Ferguson had two quarterback hits, two sacks, or two tackles for loss, and a sack. Uh, and then Alex uh, Highsmith had an interception as well. Well, Chris Boswell with four for four on extra points. Justin Tucker, one for one, made a 51-yard field goal. Three for three on extra points. Steelers punted it six times. Ravens punted it three times. Turnovers killed the Ravens in that game. The next game, we got the Chargers versus the Broncos. This game, I watched the end of it. It was really good. Chargers had the lead late in the game, but... Due to a big pass interference penalty. Penalty, the Broncos were were able to get the ball on like the one yard line. And and then I think on the first play, he he threw it. There was a pass interference. And then on the second play, second play he was the cornerback he decided to run after uh drew lock and left 
left up KJ Hamler wide open in the end zone for the game winning score. Justin Harbour had a had a not not a bad game game uh, as usual needs to work on stuff. He was twenty nine of forty three for two hundred seventy eight yards, three touchdowns, but two interceptions and then two sacks. Sacks. He's he's putting up points. Now he's got to start limiting the turnovers. Turnovers, but think think he's still looking pretty good for the Chargers. Bright future ahead, I think. Drew Locke had a bounce back game. I started to lose my doubt. Started to have my doubts about Drew Locke. But this game, he showed up. 26 of 41, 248 yards for three touchdowns. Had an interception and then took two sacks. Sacks, Phil Plenty had six carries for 83 yards and a touchdown. Leading rusher for the Chargers was Justin Jackson with 17 carries for 89 yards. Yards, Mike Williams, leading receiver with five receptions for 99 yards and a touchdown. Keenan Allen, nine receptions for 67 yards and a touchdown. And then Gabe Napers, one reception for two yards and a touchdown. Deshaun Hamilton, four receptions for 82 yards and a touchdown. KJ Hamler, three receptions for 13 yards and a touchdown. And Albert Oak. Okaweb Wembaugh, one reception for nine yards and a touchdown. Kareem Jackson, lean tackler with 12 tackles. Those up, lean tackler for the Chargers. It was a tie between Nasir Adderley and Rayshon Jenkins. Rayshon Jenkins had two pass deflections. Shins, uh, Rayshon Jenkins also had an interception. Justin Simmons and Bryce Callahan had an interception as well. Well, Michael Bagley, 3-for-3, made a 52-yard field goal, 3-for-3 on extra points. And Brandon McManus, 1-for-1, made a 35-yard field goal, 4-for-4 on extra points. Broncos pointed it six times, Chargers pointed it three times. And the Broncos were able to get the win late. Chargers, I like how people complain about the Falcons, but the Chargers haven't been able to close out games. And I I hate to say I think it's been worse for them than the Falcons. Uh, next game, this game went to overtime. We had the Saints versus the Bears. Bears, uh, Saints versus the Bears. Bears, the Saints won twenty six to twenty three in overtime. Bear Drew Brees with thirty was thirty one of forty one for two hundred eighty yards and two touchdowns. Nick Foles twenty eight of forty one had two hundred seventy two yards, two touchdowns, with one sack, but was sacked five times. It's hard to do well when you're having constant pressure in your face. Though, in some cases, he was holding on to the ball too long when I was watching the game. I'll admit that. But still, that's crazy. Yeah, David Montgomery had 21 carries for 89 yards. Alvin Kamara, 12 carries for 67 yards. Leading receiver for the Saints, it's been uh, Kamara. He's been pretty much Christian McCaffrey this year. He had nine receptions for 96 yards. Jared Cook, five receptions for 51 yards and a touchdown. And then Taysom Hill, two receptions for 30 yards and a touchdown. Leading receiver for the Bears, none other than Allen Robinson, with six receptions for 87 yards and a touchdown. And then Darnell Mooney, five receptions for 69 yards and a touchdown. Drew Brees, Alvin Kamara, Kamara, and Traquan Smith, all three had fumbles. Roquan Smith, leading tackler for the Bears with 11 tackles, two and a half tackles for loss, and a pass deflection. Shin, 
uh, lean tackler for the Saints was C.J. Gardner-Johnson, who had nine tackles and two tackles for loss. Uh, Marshawn Lattimore had an interception. Uh, Cairo Santos, three for three, made a 51-yard field goal, two for two on extra points. Will Lutz, four for five, made a 39-yard field goal, two for two on extra points. Both teams punted it four times. Uh, Saints get a big win. Bears, uh, time and time again, they've proven their offense needs to improve to do well. The next, next game, game uh, we got the 49ers versus the Seahawks. Seahawks won the game 37-27. to 49ers are in some trouble right now, but I'll talk about that later. Jimmy Garoppolo, not a good day. I think he got hurt. Oh, yeah, he got hurt, and he's going to be out for some time. And so did a George Kittle. They're, I think they're going to be out for, like, at least six to eight weeks. Garoppolo was 11 of 16 for 84 yards and interception. It was sacked three times. The offensive line has not been good. And then Dan, Nick Mullins, though, probably the best backup in the NFL. He was 18 of 25. He had 238 yards and two touchdowns. was not sacked at all. Maybe the offensive line doesn't like Garoppolo. <laughs> Maybe that's why Mullins wasn't sacked. I'm just messing. Uh, Russell Wilson, 27-37, 261 yards, four touchdowns, both sacked twice. Leading rusher was DJ Dallas with 18 carries for 41 yards and a touchdown. Leading receiver or rusher for the 49ers was Jamichael Hasty with 12 carries for 29 yards and a touchdown. And then Jarek McKinnon, three carries for negative one yards, but a touchdown. Brendan Ayuk, eight receptions for 91 yards and a touchdown. Ross Dwelly, one reception for 16 yards and a touchdown. DK Metcalf had a big day. 12 receptions, 161 yards, two touchdowns. David Moore, three receptions for 18 yards and a touchdown. And DJ Dallas with five receptions for 17 yards and a touchdown. Downs, Jamichael Hasty, Pettis, and Garoppolo, all three have had fumbles. Lean tackler was Emmanuel Mosley with 10 tackles and a pass deflection. Send for the lean tackler for the for the Seahawks was Bobby Wagner with 11 tackles, two sacks, three pass deflections, and four quarterback hits. DJ Reed had six tackles and two pass deflections. DJ Reed also had an interception. Send uh, Robbie Gold three for three on extra points. Jason Myers one for one, made a 48 yard field goal, four for five on extra points. Both teams played it four times. The Seahawks moved to 6-1, 49ers. Dealing with injury problems. And they, they're going to have more problems this week, and I'll talk about that later. Uh, Cowboys and Eagles. Eagles, it, it was not a good game at all. All the Eagles won 23-9. Carson Wentz did not have a good game. He was 15-27. Had 123 yards, two touchdowns, but two interceptions and was sacked four times. Ben DiNucci, the undrafted rook. Was he undrafted or was he drafted? Oh, no, he was drafted in the seventh round. My bad. Uh, the seventh round pick from James Madison made his debut. Uh, did not have the best game at all. And I hate to say I wasn't expecting him to have a good game. He was 21 of 40, 180 yards. Did not throw a sack. It 
touchdown. Denied an interception. Was sacked four times. Zeke had 19 carries for 63 yards. Boston Scott was the lean rusher for the Eagles with four 15 carries for 70 yards. Travis Fulgham has been having a great year. Six receptions for 78 yards and a touchdown. Lean receiver for the Cowboys, Michael Gallup, with seven receptions for 61 yards. And then Jalen Rieger also had a touchdown. He had three receptions for 16 yards and a touchdown. Carson Wentz had two fumbles lost, so that's four turnovers. He had Boston Scott fumble. Ben DiNucci had two fumbles and lost both of them. Trevon Diggs was the lean tackler, and he had four pass deflections. Jalen Smith, seven tackles as well. Well, uh, Demarcus Lawrence had one sack, two quarterback hits, three tackles for loss, and six tackles total. TJ Edwards was the lean tackler for the Eagles with 13 tackles, a sack, two tackles for loss, and a quarterback hit. Uh, Will Parks, five tackles, two tackles for loss. Trevon Diggs, the rookie from Alabama, and Stephon Diggs' brother had two interceptions for the day. Jake Elliott was one for one on extra points. Greg Zerline, or Gregatron, as they call him, was three of four, made a 59-yard field goal. And then both team Eagles punted it two times, Giants punted three times. And then last the last game we have the uh, Monday Night Football was a lot better than I thought it would be. Honestly. Honestly. I thought Buccaneers would blow them out, and that's what you'd expect, but the Giants held held in there. Uh, Buccaneers won 25-23. to 23. Three. Tom Brady was 28-40 for 279 yards up. Yards, uh, two touchdowns, was sacked twice. Daniel Jones, 25-41, 256 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions, sacked three times. Times pretty much what happened in this game. Uh, the Giants scored late. Daniel Jones hit Golden Tate for a touchdown. Late in the game, uh, they weren't. They weren't able to get the two-point conversion. And they and they lost the game. Lost the game. Len Fournette had 15 carries for 52 yards. A lane rusher for the Giants was Gallman with 12 carries for 44 yards and a touchdown. Lane receiver was Sterling Shepard with eight receptions for 74 yards. Golden Tate, two receptions for 31 yards and a touchdown. Deion Lewis, two receptions for eight yards and a touchdown. Mike Evans had a big day, five receptions for 55 yards and a touchdown. Gronk, four receptions for 41 yards and a touchdown. Ronald Jones and Ryan Jensen both fumbled it. Tom Brady recovered a fumble. Uh, Jamal Dean. The, there was a five-way. The Buccaneers had a five-way tie for the leading tackler between Jamal Dean and Antoine Winfield. Jason Pierre-Paul, Devin White, and Jordan Whitehead all had seven tackles. Pierre-Paul had two tackles for loss, quarterback hit, and a sack. Devin White had a sack, a tackle for loss, and two quarterback hits. Whitehead had one tackle for loss. As well, uh, Carlton Davis had three tackles and two pass deflections. Lean tackler for the Giants was Jabril Peppers with nine, ten tackles and two pass deflections. Shins, um, 
uh, Carlton Davis and Sean Murphy but Bunling, Bunting, Bunting had a both had an interception. Uh, Ryan Suckup was four for four, made a four three yard field goal, one for one on extra points. Graham Gano one for one, made a three three yard field goal, two for two on extra points. Giants punted four times, Buccaneers punted three times. I thought Daniel Jones was about to beat the Giants since the Giants are his kryptonite. Tom Brady's kryptonite, but didn't happen. Uh, so now I'm going to talk about my power rankings going into week 10 of the NFL season. Number one, we have the Steelers. They they moved up last week. Up one spot. They beat the Ravens. Ravens giving them a conven- very convincing win. They've had the past couple weeks and yeah they they the only undefeated team left in the NFL and I, I think they easily deserve to be number one now number two is the Chiefs they move up one spot after uh, being the Jets they're expected to beat the Jets by a lot and that's what they did and due to uh, some other team, the teams above them losing, I decided to move them up. So they're the, the number two team in my power rankings. Number three, I have the Seahawks. Uh, after losing to the 49ers last week, I mean, or not 49ers, Cardinals, they bounced back and uh, defeated the 49ers this week. Decided to move, and I moved them up. Number four is the Ravens. They, they are 5-2 and two right now. Now, still a really good team. Lost to the number one and number two teams in my power ranking, so that's not bad at all. All Lamar Jackson, he's got to do a little bit better about not turning over the ball. Uh, Number five is the Saints. I decided to move them up three spots after beating the Bears. It was a close game, but they were able to get the win. And... And that was a big win for them. They moved to five and five and two. Number six, the Cardinals. I didn't move them up because they had a bye week last week. If you have a bye week, I don't really move you unless like the teams above you are just playing awful, awful, and. Because it, it's hard to judge off if you didn't play, obviously. So, so whatever you're at when you have your bye week, the week prior, uh, that's you'll probably you'll most likely stay at that spot. Number seven, the Bills. They got a big win over the Patriots last week. Patriots, they they only been the Patriots a few times in the past past like. 20 years so it's a big win for the Bills fans fans it was the first time beating them in Buffalo since 2011 I remember that game like earlier I said that earlier remember like it yeah like it was yesterday big win for the Bills so they I decided to move them up to two spots defense didn't play too bad 
could do a little bit better against the run, but did a nice job against the pass. Number eight, the Packers moved them down three spots after losing to the Vikings. I don't know what was going on last game. Vikings, typically I'll be like, okay, okay, oh, the Vikings, okay, they're not doing bad. They're not bad team, so I would, so it's not that bad, but the Vikings this year has not, have not done well. Kirk Cousins has been turned over the ball. Delvin Cook, though, has been having a great year. Year. And same with Justin Jefferson, the rookie from LSU. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, number, but so I decided to move him down three spots. Uh, the last week they beat the. Last week they beat the. Who they beat? Uh, or last week they beat the Texans. The week prior they got dominated against the Buccaneers. Hopefully this isn't a trend for the Packers. That's not what you need. Number nine is the Titans. They fall two spots after losing to the Bengals. They they had a bad loss. And I was thinking about keeping them above the Bills. The Bills, but... But the problem was that and they lost to a very bad team. The Bills, two losses are to the Chiefs, and then the, of course you guys. So it's not. So and though they have had close games, so I'm not gonna say too much. But but yeah, yeah. If the Titans start doing better. Again, uh, I'll move them back up, but they're on a two-game losing streak right now, so so we'll we'll see. Now, number ten is the Buccaneers. Ned, I didn't. I decided to keep them where they're at. They didn't play the best game against the Giants. They got the job done. I didn't. I didn't feel like though. I deserve that they deserved to move down. So I'll keep them back up. I'll keep them right there. Uh, they're six and two right now, so pretty good. Pretty good spot. Uh, number eleven, I have the Colts. They are five and two, I believe. Colts are five and two. Two. They. I moved up two spots after they beat the Lions. Yeah, they crushed them. Looks pretty good. There are a lot of mid-level teams that that lost, so I had to make some changes. Number 12 is the Raiders. They move up four spots after beating the Browns. The Browns had a better record, the, though they didn't play well enough at all. Baker Mayfield went back t to Baker Mayfield and just did not have a good game, though I'll, I will say this. The the win did have a factor in that game. But, yeah, I decided, decided to move up the Raiders four spots, mainly because as the other teams just had a lot, bunch of losses. Number 13. 
Number 13 is the 49ers. They uh, they lost to the Seahawks. I might I might have to move him down a lot more. Honest, honestly, because well, I just found out today uh, they they have put more players on the COVID list or injury list, and they just can't stay healthy to save their lives right now. The fact that they're four and four still unbelievable, but yeah. They lost to the Seahawks. I only moved them down two spots, but though maybe I might, I might, I might change that, change them. Who knows? I, it's kind of hard to say because eh, they they lost by ten points, didn't play well, about the same, and they had a bunch of injuries. So, and I try not to take injuries too much into account, but. It's, I, I think I might have to. So, depending how they do against the Packers this week, uh, I'm probably going to move them down again. At number 14 is the Dolphins. They've, they've been playing really well. They moved up four spots after defeating the, the Rams. A big win for the Dolphins. Two up, got his first start and got his first win. Didn't do a whole lot. A lot here and only 90 yards. 90 yards. He had threw a touchdown. At, and then he fumbled it on his first play of the game, though. Uh, Rams. I moved them down three spots. I moved them down below after losing to the Dolphins. 49ers beat the Dolphins. I mean, the Rams and the Patriots. Or Rams and 49ers. So, honestly, I might, I might, I'll look into it, but I might have to consider, I didn't, I forgot about that. I might have to consider moving the Dolphins above the 49ers. Though it's about power, it's about how the team's been playing, and the Dolphins are on a three-game win streak, so they've, they've been playing pretty well. Well, trying to, trying to uh, find a way to win the AFC East. And they're two and a half games behind. Technically. Yeah, they're two two and a half games behind. Or, or yeah, yeah, because they lost to the Bills earlier, though they play them the last week of the season. That That will be an interesting game. Possibly, we'll see what they can do the next couple weeks. Weeks they got the Cardinals, Chargers, Cardinals. That that could be that's a tough game. Chargers, yeah, pretty good offense. Broncos depends on what Broncos team. Jets they can win. Bengals gonna be tough. Chiefs could be could be tough. Chiefs at uh, that, I'll pro- probably give them the L on that. They play the Patriots again. I think they can beat them. Raiders tough, Bills tough. But let's see. Okay, so they have one, two, three, four, four winnable games, I think. So that's so they could they could probably almost easily go eight and eight. I would say they could probably get they'll they'll probably win three of the four and then. Chiefs, they I 
I, I doubt they could win, but you never know. We'll we'll see. They play them in like five weeks. So, yeah. Uh, but uh, back to the power rankings. Uh, Rams moved them down. Jared Goff. He threw the ball like sixty or seventy times against the Dolphins. Uh, he 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 doesn't need to be throwing it that many times. Uh, if he is, that's just yeah. They they need to get a running back or offensive line or something. I think he was sacked like five times. He had four turnovers. I think he had two fumbles and two interceptions. Just terrible game. So for the Rams. They and the Rams are now five and three. They are still not in a bad position. Though. Uh number sixteen's the Bears. Their off defense is really good. Offense though just can't get it done. It done. They they lost twenty three twenty six, uh, and as I've said, if if you're gonna rely rely on them him to score more than like twenty, like I said like twenty three twenty four points, it it's it's gonna be very hard to win, even twenty one points. I f- I feel like it might be hard. Let's see. Uh, they've had two games under 21 points. Or three games. But yeah, 24 points, yeah. It, this Bears team's on a two-game losing streak. And they got... And they don't have the easiest road ahead. They have the tight... at. They have to travel to Tennessee. That's a tough game. Vikings... They have a good offense, but not the best defense. They're going to need to take advantage of that. Packers, that's going to be a tough game. Lions, tough game. They should they should be able to get that. Texans, should I think they can win that. Vikings, again, Jaguars, Packers. So I would say there's two to three losses. So Bears can easily, I think, can go at least 9-7, 10-6 which should be enough for a playoff spot. But, yeah. But they got to improve their offense. They want to be deadly. Browns. Baker Mayfield couldn't do anything this game. They they couldn't get a rushing attack going last week. Wait, how many times did they run the ball? Last week they ran the ball twenty two times, passed it twenty five times. Fourteen carries to Kareem Hunt, and that's it. Like, yeah. Like, of course I don't know. I didn't watch the game, so I don't know the whole situation. Josh, Raiders were. They like could they just not get first downs at all? Like the Raider like the Browns the, let's see, okay, so twenty five, twenty two, so fifty, forty forty seven plays. 
So pretty much they had just as many plays as the as the Raiders did in rushing attempts. And then they had 24. So they had almost... Oh, like 23 more plays than the Browns. That, that's a big difference, especially if you're not putting up points. So Bears, Kareem Hunt, 10, 14 carries for 66 yards. Not Not bad. But Baker, he, he's got to start doing well. So, Browns, they, they moved him down. They, uh, let me see. Teams they have been this year. Bengals. They've been the Bengals twice. The football team once. The Colts. Okay, that's Colts. Only good win, I would say, is the... Personally is the Colts Cowboys they did have Dak at the time so but I still weren't doing well we'll call that like maybe a half a win but I'm not going to be like that I'm not that person okay if you win your games you win so I'm not, I'm not going to be like that but Raven Browns you got to be winning your games so they got the Texans this week, Eagles, Jags, Titans, Ravens, Giants, Jets, Steelers. Okay, so I see potentially three guaranteed losses. So uh, So at best, they... At best, the they yeah, at best they should be ten and six, probably ten and six. Text yeah yeah they they well let's see what they can do. Eighteen, I have the Eagles. I, I'm it just seems so hard, and I'm probably just being nice. Because they, they're just a division. They're winning the division. They're three and four and one right now. So, so yeah, yeah. So and they they did win last week against the Cowboys. Wasn't really anything impressive. Carson Wentz did not have a good game. So, but yeah. Defense played well. Offense did enough, but still didn't look that look the best. Probably I'll admit, I might have the Eagles too high, but I don't know. Uh, next team we got the Broncos. I moved them up four spots, and I might be a little bit kind on them too, despite having all the injuries. They just. Always surprise me with some of these games. Like right when I think they're going to be bad, they just surprise me. And I don't know how. Like when I expect them to do well, they do well. When I don't expect them to do well, they don't do well. They play the Falcons this week. If they can play a good defense, I think they could win that game. 
and Drew Locke can do well and not just not turn over the ball. Uh, 20s, the Panthers that moved them out in three spots. Uh, didn't play the best against the Falcons. Falcons, three and five right now. They they're on a three game losing streak. Streak Bears and Saints. Okay, I get it, maybe, but the Falcons here. They got to beat the Falcons. So. So yeah, they got the Chiefs this week. Buccaneers. They they got they got some pretty tough teams down the road. So. We'll, we'll see what, what happens with them, how Matt Rule handles this. If they can pull some upsets, that'd be really nice. But they have playoffs. I originally thought maybe they could sneak in, but it's, it might be very hard. Uh, next game, or next team, we have the... Vikings, I moved them up four spots. They they haven't been the best this year. In like, how many wins do they have? Do they have two wins or three wins now? Vikings, Vikings, Vikings. Two and five. Five. Uh, though a lot of their though three of their losses have, or two of their losses have came by like one point. They lost the Seahawks by one point. Lost to the Titans by one point. And it got crushed to the Packers and Colts. Colts, Falcons, yeah. So, but yeah, they got a big one here. Here they, they have some, they have some games that they could start maybe running the table with. Okay, line, let's see. Lions, they they could win that. Bears, they can get their offense going and play pretty good defense. They could win that. Cowboys, with as long as Andy Dalton's out, I think that's very winnable. Panthers, Panthers, pretty winnable. Jaguars, winnable. Buccaneers, at times they look bad, so maybe. Bears, same thing. Saints, that's tough. Lions, tough. But they could start running the table with one... Two, three, four, five, some five, like five wins, potentially. But we'll, we'll see, we'll see what they can do this week, week against the Lions. Lions are without Matthew Stafford, so that that that, that helps them a lot. A lot of uh, starters. Who's the starter going to be for the Lions? It. Who's, who's the Lions? Well, and who knows? He would be eligible to play Sunday if he has five straight days of negative tests. Chase Daniels and David Blau. Chase Daniels is supposed to be the starter. So, so yeah. Chase Daniels been in the league for a good amount of time, 12 years. Yeah, well, we'll see We'll see what he can do. Dude, yeah, I think he's a pretty good backup. Uh, next, we have the Patriots. They fall three spots. They just have not been playing well the past couple weeks. Where are they, on a three-game losing, four-game losing streak, I think? 
correct me if I'm wrong. Let me see. Is it four games? Patriots, Patriots, Patriots. Yeah, four game losing streak. Yeah, they play the Jets this week. That. Well, we'll we'll see what happens. Can they get Nikhil Harry, Harry back? Julian Edelman's on IR. Even with that, they, is it is it at the Jets? Not the Jets. Monday Night Football. Interest. They're signing Dante Mike Moncrief. So. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll see. But yeah, Patriots and Nick, they, they didn't play well. Wasn't didn't play bad defense. Defense, uh, offense though, it couldn't do a lot. So. So, so yeah, I, or Harris had a good game though, but uh, Cam Newton couldn't do anything passing. Then he had one fumble. So, yeah. Uh, so they're 22. 23 is the Bengals. They got a big win against the Titans. I moved them up four spots. Spots they can still be competitive in their games. The record might not show it. Show it. Let's see. They're 2-5-1. Two, two, and one. So, yeah, their record might not show it, but they could be doing well. Joe Burrow's having a pretty good year for a rookie. But I, I, I think I'm, I have to give the edge to uh, Justin Herbert, though it, it is pretty close. Uh, 24 is the Falcons. Falcons have moved up two spots. Uh, they, they got a, a win that they needed. Needed. Maybe they could turn things around, but I, I still don't think, think there's enough. Uh, well, we'll see. Well, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what the Falcons can do. Do they got a big win last week? They won two of their last three games, with and that was without a Dan or Dan Quinn. So, so yeah, yeah, they're they're doing a little bit better. And it's not like they weren't doing bad, but they just couldn't finish games. And they and they showed like against the Lions, they still couldn't. But we'll we'll see. Team has a really good offense. Uh, defense needs help. Uh, twenty twenty five. I got the Lions. They moved down four spots after uh, getting crushed by the Colts. And this week it doesn't help them with Matthew Stafford testing positive. Oh, he's been placed on it twice. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I remember. Wasn't that against the Packers or? I remember. Oh yeah, I do remember him getting placed on it, but he was removed and was able to play in the game, I believe. Yeah, Falt Lions. They need to get stuff improved. Uh, number six or number twenty-six. The Chargers. They. They had the game and against the Broncos, but 
but they couldn't stop them on the final drive and lost. Chargers just haven't have had cl- so many close games over the past couple of years, but just never can finish it. So, so their offense has done well. Defense, yeah, hasn't been as good as I thought they would be. Though they do have injuries, didn't they? Other, other, Joey Bosa's listed as questionable. I know they did lose. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Derwin James. So, yeah. Uh, next, in Austin Eckler's losing Austin Eckler has hurt then as well. Uh, Twenty seven, the Cowboys moving down three spots. Honestly, might consider moving them down more. It's just because I think they do have a good offense, but they just don't have a quarterback. And I might move them down even more, though, as the weeks go on. And this week, they're probably going to get murdered. I hate to say that, but they're playing the Steelers. And I don't I don't think Garrett Gilbert or Cooper Rush will be enough. Zeke, if Zeke's going to have to have like a big day and their receivers are going to have to catch and Cooper Rush or is going to have to play like the best game of his life or Garrett Gilbert, whoever's starting. Uh, 28, the Texans, they had a bye week. So I, I think, so I decided not to move them. 29, the football team. Team, I believe they had a bye week as well. 30s, the Giants. That they lost to the Buccaneers. Years they had it close, so they didn't play bad. Jaguars, thirty-one, I believe they had a bye. I believe they had a bye week last week. Did they? Yeah, yeah, they had a bye week last week. Gardner Minshew and Tyler Eifert getting the day off. So, yeah, I decided to move them there. And 32 is the Jets. Until they win a game, their game, I probably won't move them up. Well, this year, this week, I, I'm not picking them, but maybe they can. Somehow, somehow, Patriots have been struggling, so may, maybe, they, maybe they can do something. I wouldn't be shocked, honestly, but... I'm so good picking the Patriots, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Jets can win this game. But we'll we'll see, we'll see. Patriots do have some injuries, so so yeah. And now I'm gonna talk about some of the big stories going around the NFL and college football. This uh, let's see. So, so the 49ers had a little bit of a outbreak. They placed Trent Williams, Debo Samuel, and Brandon Ayuk on the COVID list. Ayuk and Williams are downgrade to out. They're supposed to play tomorrow. I mean, I mean not tomorrow, uh, Thursday. 
49ers only have two receivers left on their roster and three on their practice squad. Richie James but has an ankle injury, though, so and he's questionable for the game. 49ers are going to roll with uh, Nick Mullins after Garoppolo's out, and George Kittle also got, got hurt. I don't know if I mentioned that. Matthew Stafford's placed on the COVID list. That, that's a big loss for the Lions. Hopefully he's back by uh, Sunday. And the 49ers shut down their facility. We'll, we'll have to see what happens. Will the NFL move their game? That, that will be interesting. Javon Wims susp- loses his appeal for two-game suspension. I, I didn't think he would win it. There's there, there, there's no excuse for that. That what he did, okay, for punching him. That there's no excuse for that. Uh, what else? Uh, Will Fuller wanted to be traded from the Texans. Did not happen. Uh, Isaiah Ford traded from the Dolphins to the Patriots for a 2022 seventh round pick. Garoppolo needs may need surgery after a high ankle sprain. Andy Dalton's placed on the COVID list, and he'll miss this week. That that's a big loss. So Cooper Rush. Or Garrett Gilbert expected to start. Yeah, Danucci, that, that was not the best decision to throw him in there. Gilbert, at least they've been. And uh, Cooper Rush, at least they've been in the NFL for a while. Cooper Rush hasn't had much playing time, though. So Gilbert, I think, has. Patriots wanted a first-round pick for Gilmore, but nobody was able to get, wanted to get that up. Nope. Yeah, he's, he's getting a little bit older, and I think his contract might be bad. Uh, uh, let's see. Daniel Jones has 13 turnovers this year. Yeah, you're not going to win with it. And... I I'm, I personally believe in giving players, our coach, especially a, a young quarterback, three years. But Daniel Jones, and if the Giants won that game, maybe I would have considered it. Considering it, but if Daniel Jones, if he if he doesn't show signs of improvement by the end of this year, I am. You might have to consider moving on. Sadly, like and I and I'm a firm believer in giving a rookie quarterback three years, at least. Though it is a business, and you're trying to win now, obviously. So, and especially in today's NFL, you're not many players are going to be given the time to develop. They expect you to be amazing right away. Let's see the Bears release Ted Ginn. 
He hasn't done much. He is, he is on the wrong side of 30. And he's probably, he might not be the same player he used to be. Or maybe just the Bears wasn't a good fit. Uh, let's see. Any stories in college football? Louisville's versus Virginia's game postponed. The Cardinals pause all activities due to the little COVID outbreak. Uh, members of the Cal football team have it. Multiple players dismissed from uh, from the UCF football team. Nick Saban confirms he won't run for office. <laughs> I, 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 I find that funny. Uh, Tommy Tuberville, uh, former Alabama, or Auburn coach, and then I think he coached for Cincinnati. Uh, he ran for Senate in, I think, Alabama, and he, he won it. And then everybody, I, I found this funny a little bit. Everybody was like, was like, like, Oh, since he was a football coach in out in, in the state of Alabama, they'll pick him, and then everyone's like, Nick Saban's gonna be the next person for office, for Senate. Yeah, football coaches can be some. Some people said football coach. I'm not gonna get too much into that. That's that's not what my channel is about, or not podcast. It's not. That's not what it's about. As that some people are like, football coaches can't be. Can't make decisions. That's that. I believe that is not true at all. Well, there's been former NFL players, former college players that ran for Senate and all that in the past. So, yeah, but that uh, I, that's none of my business. And again. Again, that's that's not what my channel or podcast is about. So, but I just thought it was something interesting to note. And then, uh, former former Colts receiver Anthony Gonzalez won his re-election for Ohio House. See, yeah, it's another football player. Wisconsin cancels another game. Game do the outbreak. So they they can only cancel one more game. Or no, they they if they get one more canceled, they they won't be eligible for the bolt for the uh for the uh for the Big 10 championship, which would be a huge loss. Uh Trevor Lawrence's absence is a problem for the college football committee because how do you how should a, a Clemson elk have an impact? Well, t Trevor Lawrence is the best player, and and I I but in the in the end, this is what I I hate to say: you shouldn't evaluate 
teams just because of one player. Okay, like they if they lose a player and not not saying it's not important, like that's like Trevor Lawrence, that'd be a huge that is a huge loss for them. But that shouldn't impact if they make the playoffs or not, because if they if they lose with without him, and they're like, oh, they would have won with him. Maybe, maybe that, maybe it could. Of course, we don't know. We can only speculate. But it it's called how should the whole team play? Okay, if if they take an L with Trevor Lawrence or without Trevor Lawrence, but well, they take him with one, it then we wouldn't have this conversation. But they take one without him. I you. You, you can't say stuff in my that's just my personal opinion because injuries happen in football and teams lose players but it's called next man up that, that's that's football Trevor Lawrence is a great player don't get me wrong at that and he, has, he is important to that team but yeah first but when deciding it for the playoffs don't make it because of a player. Make it because of the team, not not just a player. That because that's just saying like, oh, um, that's like, uh, like it. Just think about think of think of this example. Uh, Ohio State, though we did get to see him play. So I'll get I'll give him that. But example, let's just say JT Barrett got hurt in the Big Ten Championship. They did win that game. Or right now that's that's a little bit different story. Like that's a, that's a little bit different story. But yeah. I, it, it, even although he is an important part of that team, don't get me wrong. I don't think that should. I think that you shouldn't uh, think of look at a team a little bit differently just because they lost a player. It's and that that's just me personally. Uh, Kylan Hill officially opts out. Um, I w- I wish him the best. Best, uh, I saw something. Uh, what was it? I think his mom. It was his mom and sister. I. Th- what What was it? Uh. I saw something earlier. I think he said, "What was it on his Twitter or Facebook?" I I can't remember. Remember, but it was it was it said something that, and he was missing some time because his mom I think got COVID or his sister his mom and sister. Okay, yeah, yeah, right here. My family was hit with COVID bad, and my brother recently had brain surgery and also got COVID, including my mom. 
uh, want, want to thank Coach Leach for giving me time to myself and understand my situation and how stressed out it was about me, but she never rushed me. Thanks for helping. Yeah, that, I don't have any... Ever, some people are mad calling him a quitter for that. I don't. I don't think. I don't think. Look at it, look at it as that. It's. He is. Obviously, family comes first, and that's how it should be. Should be. I. I don't have excuse for anybody, even if it's the Super Bowl. If if a player has to miss because, a family or something. Like I'm not gonna be mad about it. The fans might be because, especially if they think they might have win, they might win the Super Bowl or something. But in the end, family comes first. First, and I totally. I I hope his family's doing better now, and I respect his decision to opt out. He he's also been was dealing with some injury problems before. Before this, he played in only two games, and he got a little bit injured in both games. So I, so I hope, I wish him the best in the NFL. Uh, and then, let's see, anything, anything else going on in college football or the NFL? Um, uh, but Tre- Trevor Lawrence, though, he is going to be, uh, I forgot to announce this, he will be on the sidelines, lines for the game. Game. He, he's, he's not going to be cleared in time. They, he, I guess he does, he's symptom free and... He, uh, he's symptom free, but they want to make sure, kind of like what the Big Ten's doing. They want to make sure he's he's all right. That so so yeah that so he'll be on the sidelines, but he, he's not going to be playing until they make sure nothing nothing went wrong with him. Dan Mullen fined twenty five thousand for the fight. And that happened. Oh, and then oh was uh, I think oh, I already said that. Uh Richard Leconte rejoins his teammate at Georgia after being released from the hospital after a motorcycle accident. That and that's I think that's all the stories that's going on. I want to thank you guys again for listening to my podcast. Really appreciate the support. Love talking about football with you guys. Guys, uh, yeah, I'll be back on Thursday at 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern. I'll release my NFL predictions for this week.
week. Hopefully the uh, 49ers game is not canceled due to their COVID outbreak. And uh, oh, this is interesting. Thing pa or okay, Packers are not allowing fans until the numbers go down. Up. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's, yeah, so I hope everybody has a great, a great, uh, Tuesday, and, and yeah, go Bills and Hail State.